welcome back to another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Stanaway. It is really early in the morning, so for this little intro, I gotta be kind of quiet because all the kids and wife are sleeping. I was supposed to do this last night, but my kids wanted to hang out with me. They wanted to spend quality time with me, and I was like, you know what? It's my podcast. I'll fucking, I'll do whatever I want. So I'll hang out with my kids, and I'll wake up early, and I'll do the intro, and then I will put it out into the internet. <clears throat> so first and foremost, I'd like to thank all of you guys for tuning into my podcast, helping support me, spread the message, sending me love. I truly, truly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. The next thing is this podcast is fucking epic. It's with what I would call an oracle. And believe it or not, she actually called herself that too, which she doesn't like to. But I was like, no way. You actually call yourself that? That was the best way that I could explain to you. And after my last ceremony, this woman was like, I would really love to do a podcast with you. So we set it up and we fucking made it happen. And it was one of the most interesting podcasts I've ever done. So I hope you guys enjoy that. This is going to be fascinating to a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck? This woman is out of her goddamn mind. So take it, leave it, do whatever you want with it. It is what it is. Um, we'll go from there. So, <clears throat> before we get into the Viking tip, which is going to be, I guess, herb of the week, but it's a tree. We're going to use white pine this this week. I would like to give a shout out to my buddy Tobin Falk out at Training Northwest. Like I talk about on all my episodes, if you're into firearms, you want to learn some some more skills, you are feeling like a rookie or you are a experienced door kicker out of training northwest they have everything you could ever imagine to help increase your skills and on top of that they're actually a vortex dealer as well so if you would like to use a promo code for any type of vortex optics go over to training northwest and get their promo codes now if you're out in colorado Check out NFS Shooting Supply. That stands for no fucking slack. And my buddy George out there is doing the same thing. You know, both Tobin and him have special forces instructors teaching firearm safety courses and, and, you know, tactical courses. And also George out at NFS Shooting Supply is a firearms dealer as well with all the aftermarket parts and everything you could ever think of when it comes to firearms. So if you're out there, please stop by, go shake his hand, check him out, tell him that, you know, you came from me or you heard it from me, and he will hook you up. And if you're not in the area and you would like to purchase a firearm, go through them. They will help you better than fucking Cabela's or Dick's or any other sporting goods store. They are salt-of-the-earth American men doing real American shit, trying to make this country and world a better place. And because of that... I have 100% support in them. So I love you guys. Keep fucking crushing. And uh, we're in this together. So let's get on with the Viking tip. We're going to do white pine. Okay. It says, 
Pine belongs to the pine family, believe it or not. It is also known as the eastern white pine or northern white pine, white pine, and soft pine. The Native American, I don't, I can't. They, there's a Native American tribe who called it the Tree of Peace. It is a large pine native to eastern North America. Edible use. The flowers, inner bark, and seeds are all edible. It is used as a, a condiment and tea. The dried inner bark can be ground to make a flour, and the flour can be used in baking and as a thickener. For medicinal uses, the inner bark, the needles, sap, and pitch are used for medicine. The inner bark is the most valuable because of its high tannin content and other medicinal qualities. It helps wounds, skin infections, and swelling. Externally, white pine is a very useful treatment for various skin issues like wounds, sores, burns, boils, etc. It is used as a poultice, herbal steam bath, and by putting the sap pitch directly on a wound. A poultice or a plaster is easily made by soaking a piece of inner bark in water and applying it to the wound. Or an inner bark decoction can be used as a wash to clean and treat wounds. For infected wounds, use both the tannin or use both the tannins and astringent drawing out the infection and helping the wound heal. A poultice of the sap pitch and proven has been proven to be effective in drawing out toxins and reducing pain. For respiratory tract issues, mucus, wet coughs, or expectorant, the inner bark contains mucilage and other compounds that relax the mucous membranes and the openings of the respiratory tract. It also helps reduce phlegm so that the body can expel it. If you are seriously congested, add white pine bark to a steam bath and breathe in the steam. It helps relieve congestion, allowing you to breathe easier, often used in combination with other herbs. Do not use for dry coughs. Arthritis and joint pain. White pine pitch sap is an effective remedy for arthritis and sore joints. Boil the resin in water to make an external dose and mix the resin with oil or fat to use externally. This mixture is also good for treating and preventing infections. It also helps with worms. Tapeworms, flatworms, and roundworms are supposedly killed and expelled from the body with a mixture of pine tar and beer. I have never used this. I use more common parasite remedies, but it sure sounds like a fun cure. Colds and flus. White pine needle and bark tea is used as a preventative and remedy for cold and flu. Best to combine with blue elderberry. It also gives a good dose of vitamin A and vitamin C. Sore throats. Treat sore throats with a tea made from the young needle. It says harvesting the seeds in inner bark. Eastern white pine has a fruit that is a large, elongated cone. Harvest the fruit in the autumn as the scales in the cone begin to open, but before the small winged seeds have been shed. If you allow the cones to dry, the scales will open and shed the seeds. For a small quantity of white pine seeds, the cone scales can be pulled apart to retrieve the seeds and then store in a dry place in an airtight container in the refrigerator. Collect the inner bark in the spring when new growth is occurring. Choose a young branch about two to three years old and remove the branch from the tree and peel off the bark. Peel off the outer bark and dry the inner bark for future use. So there we have it, guys.
white pine. It's amazing how literally almost every single plant that you see is somehow beneficial to us. And yet we walk through our lives probably never even knowing what plants are other than a dandelion and a fucking rose. So, moral of the story, get to know your plants. I've been doing forest school and I've had some of the same kids now for three weeks. And these kids are between 6 and 12 years old and they can walk through the forest now and depending on what leaf I point at, they'll tell me what what plant it is, how we can use it, is it edible, is it medicine, or will it kill us? So when 6 to 12-year-old kids are figuring that out, us adults who can listen to this podcast, we also need to figure that out. Because if your kids can't go to forest school, then it's up to you to teach your kids this type of stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy that and get ready for this epic podcast. Let's go. Okay, guys, we are here with the one and only Dawn. This is a lady who I actually have never said this before, but I was telling Vanessa, I said, when I first met her, I didn't know what to think because I've never met a woman who's like powerful or more powerful than me. (laughs) And so when I felt that energy, it was like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know her that well, but it's not like a repelling energy. It's I can tell she has power to her. And then over the course of the year of coming here, we are now doing a podcast together. (laughs) And I'm like, I fucking love that lady. So yeah, I think um, the best way for us to start is we are going to start with kind of who you are, where you grew up, what your life was like, to the to the point where, what are you doing right now? Wow, that's a lot. Thank yeah, you. it is. That's a lot. Let's ask you like this. Let's start with this. Where were you born? Uh, Burnaby, Vancouver, BC. Okay, so in Canada. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Okay. But I am an American. I took out my citizenship in 1985 because I have two children. I live primarily my life and did my schooling in the U.S. And I didn't have any rights there and I didn't have any rights here. And I said, that's not okay. So I decided to become an American citizen. But once you're a Canadian, you're always a Canadian and they never denounce their citizenship. Yeah. So, So, yeah. So, and, you know, my life's, my life's just been an adventure, you know, as I think everybody's life is one big adventure. And there was a point in my life when I, um, drowned and I was 16 years old and saving someone's life and they did what's called the ladder crawl on me and pushed me down so that they could get up and I survived that obviously but I had I did go to the other side and I got to witness something rather um terrifying but beautiful at the same time and what I witnessed at 16 which was a life-changing for me because up until then I was pretty much a drug addict and pretty angry and pretty pissed off at the world and didn't really feel like I fit in. And so what I witnessed was that... um, I witnessed all the cruel things I had done to people because I was angry and I had to feel all their pain. 
<clears throat> I didn't like it. And if I caused them pain and it caused their family pain, I had to feel their family's pain. And it really made me look at the world through a different lens. Okay. I'm happy to say that it changed me in a way that I became much more conscious about myself and my anger, and that set me on a different path. So it didn't spiritually wake me up to where I am now, but it changed me in a spiritual way that I decided to treat people differently and myself differently. Okay. So it was really good. Then I had another no-death experience when my children were babies, and I was 28 years of age. And again, I had a crossing, and uh, a wise a wise soul, my brother, came to me in my crossing, and the doctor said, she's not going to make it. They pretty much called in the family, and um, while I was journeying on the other side and happy to go home... I was told that I couldn't come home yet, that I had something to do here. And I argued with my brother, and I said, they don't like me here in this realm. <laughs> I don't fit in, and I, I want to go, even though I had a 7-month-old and a 28-month-old baby. Um, so he said something profound to me at 28, and this is what he said. He said, Don, mankind can only see as far outside themselves as they can see in. You must go and show them how to see in. And then he showed me how to heal my body, which the doctors couldn't do, and they couldn't get the fevers down. And I did it, what he told me, and I was back in the room, and I healed from it but it took me 10 years to evolve into what he said okay i'm like how am i going to show anybody anything they don't even <laughs> like me here <laughs> so um so really you know i think everybody's life is interesting and i think everybody has unique journeys and they have horrible things that happen to them and what i have evolved into through doing my own inner work was getting to know myself. Okay. I made a promise to myself when I spiritually woke up, woke up, woke up. I was 30 years old. And what does that mean? Spiritually that woke up. It means that I've, I all of a sudden had, you have knowings and you, f you see things differently. You feel things differently. Well, let me ask you. You said to me just a week ago that over the last year, everything in your life has changed and it's changing naturally yes. because you've been doing inner work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not the same. It's not the same. Now, why is it not the same? Because I've decided a year ago <laughs> that I would uh, go do something with a buddy. And that going, that saying yes to go do something with a buddy called drinking ayahuasca, right? Um, it spiritually woke me up. Yes, because it, to me, is it? I'm not worshiping the plant or the tea. That that didn't change anything. That just opened up, like gave me some new perception. It was from that point on, walking out in the real world, right. taking those things that I had learned those two nights and applying it. 
And now I have a new, like a new insight of wisdom in the world. It's just, I don't know, it's different. It is different. And to help people that are listening, I'm going to take you a little bit further in that using your energy. Would that be okay with you? Absolutely. Because you know, I'm an, what I am today is I'm an energetic healer and I've work with people all over the world, people who, primarily healers, really, and, and a lot of people that are waking up are healers, and we're here to assist and help other people, you know, find a truth and honor our truth, right? So, in doing Mamacita, Ayahuasca, and I, you know that I'm, I worked with the world's best shaman in the world for my training in Ayahuasca, um, Ayahuasca takes you in to show you your universe. So let me ask you a question. Let's let's, let's dig. Let's scratch let's into the surface let's of do this, it. right? Yeah. It's a big universe in there. Yeah. Did you get fearful? Have you ever had come across your fear? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I've tried to fight it for five <laughs> hours one time, and it rocked my world. It started making me well. In my brain, you know, I train jujitsu. I'm all these things. Like I should be able, if I put my mind to it, I have the skill and knowledge to win. And it didn't matter what I did. I couldn't. I remember putting my face in my palms, <laughs> and that wasn't working. And finally, I put all myself into my pillow, and then I started fucking crying. Right. And I was like, "What is going on?" Right. It started like almost like a, a vortex of like confuse. Like my whole world was like. Confusion, confusion, is good. and yeah. I remember reaching over to one of you know one of the angels is there, and right. I had said, "Can we please go outside?" Yeah, I can't be in the here guardian. Yeah. Yes, and she took me outside, and I remember you know they want to keep the the container tight, right? So you get you know at max five minutes, and we need your energy to come back in. Right. But I remember by the time I got out to the grass and must have got my my grips underneath me. Right. I remember she goes, okay, Tyler, it's time to go back in. And me being like, no, no, <laughs> we can't go back in there. And she's like, your, your, what did she say? Your presence, your energy presence is missed right now. You need to go back. They need you back in there. And I remember thinking, I don't fucking care. I don't care who needs me. I'm not going back in that place. And then something came over me of like, I'm being selfish. What am I scared of? I'm not being heard. I'm not being submitted. I'm not being tapped out. My arms aren't being broken. Right. You can go back in there. They clearly need you more than you need to be out in this grass. And I went back in. And I immediately am going through those things until finally, finally, I, I told Mama, I said, I'm fucking giving up. I'm not fighting anymore. I'm done. I'm <laughs> going to sleep. Right. And it was like, sleep. whoosh. All of a sudden, everything got taken away from me and and i don't know it was maybe 40 minutes left of the night before ceremony was over but i remember those 40 minutes still to this day being one of the most bliss tranquil serene feelings i've ever had and it was when i finally was like i'm not gonna fight my fears anymore i'm not and what it was is my father killed himself when i was young when i was mm. 15 years old and my mm. stepmom killed herself four years later mm. and so i have two little brothers they were 10, 12, and I was 15 when all this was going on. And I was put back in this room. It was my 16th birthday, so it was four days after my dad had killed himself. And I had went over to Wenatchee because that's where my dad's side of the family lived. Mm -hmm. And I was in the laundry room 
of my uncle's house and my stepmom was berating me in my face telling me to essentially so i was crying is what i was sad i wanted my dad to, oh to be there yeah and she was like look i spent a bunch of money on the fucking bowling alley for a birthday for you like dad's not here he's not ever coming back you're gonna have to get used to it like get over it Ooh. it is what it is Ooh. and i was Mama was making me be that little boy. And I kept trying to like go out the door or turn around and I couldn't. And finally, I just, I think I stopped fighting it. I just accepted it. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a grown man and I can learn from those lessons. Mm -hmm. I can learn that. Bingo. Compassion. It's learning from your lessons. This is where most people have difficulty yes when you whenever you journey there's always going to be whatever your whatever your medicine of choice is and i'm i'm a journeyer mm -hmm. and you know i'm a medicine carrier not of aya but of my own call it blue star um and you know some people like mushrooms these are all spiritual medicines that allow us to go into our godly world our godly world they take you deep in and they bring up those wounds that are not healed that create massive fears in our lives mm -hmm. and we carry those fears like i call it armor we put it on as armor and we carry it. And the problem is, is if you never heal it, if you come across somebody that has the same wound, could be a different circumstance, but the energy is the same and the fear is the same, you're going to trigger each other. And you're either going to try and fix each other or you're going to hate each other or it's, it's just, it's not going to work in the long run. And so it's learning to allow yourself, like what you did, you weren't allowed to grieve. Yeah. That's tragic because then there's never an understanding of who you are in the depth of the death of your father. Yeah. And the fucked up part is on my mom's side. Death can then can become fearful. Yeah. And on my mom's side, my stepfather was so jealous and envious or whatever, insecure about my real father Scattered that I was energy. never allowed to, like still to this day, really, if I right. bring up a question or anything like that, you right. know, it's like, uh, it's almost taboo. So for the entire time since I've been 15 years old, I have not been able to go to really my mother or any family member other than a grandma or something to talk about this right. and most of my friends have never encountered this so they can give me you know condolences or right. or love and, and support right. but it was always kind of fucked up to me because you never had clarity around it and that's what happens with our wounds we do not have clarity we're we're innocent at 15 you are very innocent. I can only imagine what your brothers, your, your other siblings carried and what they still possibly carry from the same experience. There's oh, yeah. a wound that lives in there and we have many wounds. Um, and our innocence becomes um, tattered and fissured. Our soul, it breaks our soul. It, bre it breaks us. And what I work with people on a level of saying, let's go back into those wounds. Let's take it into a different perspective. 
and let's retrieve your wisdom from it. That wound and that fear and you recognizing that, you were able to come to your own awareness. That is an enlightened state. When you can become a witness to your wound, but realize that that wound doesn't define you anymore, that that wound was here to teach you, that wound was here to, well, show you how to hold space for other people having the wound. Yeah. When you can see your own wound, and you can heal that wound, that's called wisdom. Wisdom can't be taught. You have to give yourself the gift to conquer your own wounds to turn that energy into a healing energy. And here comes then the healer. Yeah, which is for me why I'm the Compassionate (laughs) Viking podcast and not just the Viking podcast because (laughs) what I have found is like through my experiences is my my judgment towards the, it's not so much the women. Whenever I've gone to a ceremony, mm-hmm. I'm always very protective of the women. Mm-hmm. I can, I'm very observant of them. I do, I'm, it's a warrior. It, yeah, it's but, a good But choice. for some reason, the men, I, they could be dying next to me, and I'm like, that's their fucking problem. They're grown men. Oh, that's the conditioning. Yes, the conditioning, <laughs> right? And so, and I remember last time, like I said this in my, my recent podcast, before I before my first ceremony where I had talked to you about the sword and we found right. out that we both had swords right. was the the complete lack of like savagery or or toughness or mental toughness it was all these thoughts going on in my head right. of the other men around me and yeah it's 100% conditioning right and then after I I was dealing with this for so long and being irritated it actually came up just the, the last time I was here mm-hmm. as I was dealing with it for a little bit at the beginning of mm, <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous, but I kept hearing the men next to me mm-hmm. throwing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it wasn't the throwing up that was bothering me. It was the way that they were throwing up. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were like, I'm under the medicine. So, right. you know, whatever's oh, yeah. going on is... You hear everything. And it opens all your, and your I go, chakras. And I kept hearing them go like, puh, puh. And then like wiping, like puh. And they're all of a sudden, like I got angry. And I don't hardly ever purge. And I remember thinking like, mama, you got to make me purge so I can get my bucket and be like, you want to hear what a fucking man sounds like when he pukes? <laughs> puh! And immediately, immediately self-aware. That is conditioning. That is you. Your stepmom did that to you when you weren't allowed to grieve. Exactly, all this stuff. And to tell you the truth, Tyler, I have two children. I have a a 39-year-old daughter and a 40-year-old son. I'm guilty of this as a mother. And I am extremely close to my children. Always have been. And now I apologize all the time. And I said, look, don't go get a psychologist or a psychiatrist because I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. Come to me and I will take it all back. But when my son would fall down and hurt himself, I go, get up. Brush it off, buddy. Yep. You're strong. Take it. It's yep. okay. When my daughter would fall down, I'd go, oh, let's go get a boo-boo band-aid. It's going to be okay. I'd have to nurture different. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. I literally destroyed his sacred feminine in his body by doing that 
thankfully, I've been able to retrify, right. rectify a lot of that. And since I've, I've become more spiritually awake. Yes. We, we do this at an unconscious level and we're not doing it intentionally. No, no. Nobody hurt you intentional well that's not a truth there are some people that do hurt each other intentionally and we have to learn by that and we have to grow from that but once you can heal that you will never call it in again so no one will have the power to do that to you no one's going to hurt me intentionally because i'm not going to allow it yeah yeah right but in recognizing the judgment towards the gentleman laying next to you and getting mad at him is recognizing you lack compassion there because you were never allowed to have the compassion yourself for yeah. yourself. And I'm told I'm was totally aware of it. <laughs> and then I could like push it away and go, no, the reason why they're having a hard time is I go back to, they're not you, Tyler. They're a different soul. They don't live the same life as you. They don't have the same, right. whatever. At the end of the day, they're right where you are. Right. In the same fucking place, in doing the, the same, same damn thing, exact trying same to thing. heal their broken wounds. That's so right. instead of beating them down to where you're the only <laughs> fucking person around, that's not going to be very fun. Right. Why don't you help pick them up? Yes. Shh, tomorrow, when we're not under the medicine and we can talk, let's bring some light and some passion and some get their mojo back underneath them so they can go use whatever energy they need to go and crush their dreams and goals and and. and thrive like the human that they were supposed to be rather than a, a broken individual who literally doesn't even want to be here anymore right and so all this is going on in my little brain you know as i lay there on the mat and this it's is brilliant it's it's interesting because i don't go it's to the awareness moon. yeah i don't go to the moon right. i lay there and i just <laughs> sit there and like analyze thoughts in different patterns within me i notice how my energy is feeling my mood's feeling going up and down i'll notice all my senses one time i was like kind of shown what the human experiences is by getting my senses all ripped from me and then going back through all of a sudden my hearing comes or she would make me feel anger and then frustration and then like extreme desire or like just switching these patterns of feelings around and you know why no, I don't know why. Okay. You want to? Yeah. Great. So healers are empathic. It's a voice. It's the voice of the soul. Healers can heal. We can hear and feel how others feel. We're empathic. We have the gift of empathy. Not everybody has the gift of empathy. But for men... The gift of empathy is brutal unless they begin a healing journey because they're either classified as too sensitive or they think that they're weak. No, there is no profound healer in the world, uh, in, in, in the male version, in the physical male anatomy, that is not a profound empath. Gandhi. Yeah. Dalai Lama, Osho. I mean, I could just go on and on and on, right? When you're being forced to go in and look at and feel all those feelings, you're being trained to know the language of those feelings. When you go into sorrow now, you feel it. You, you're going to feel it from others, and you're going to go, 
that sorrow. Yeah. And it makes me want the thing. When you see anger, you're going to go, you've got anger there. And it's going to, your, your, your vocabulary is going to grow. Uh, 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 There is no limit because the more you understand how you feel and the more you begin to heal how you feel, that wisdom now turns into guidance for others and compassion. Compassion. It's weird because for yourself I was, and for others. I think I was taught this is something that I that kind of came to me of the self-awareness. I have always had a tremendous amount of love ever since I can remember. Yeah. But whenever I would try to give my love, it was either never received or it was mm-hmm. rejected. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I would try to express my love, I never felt it being received or or it me was too. rejected. Me too. And yeah. so what happened is I think for my own self coping mechanism is the, I call it like the love meter. Cause I don't think it's a switch for me. It's not an on or an off. It's like the dimmer on a light. Right. I think it just got dimmed way down. Cause I still had love for Vanessa, for the kids, for certain, you know, I still had love, but it was at an all time low because if it was to be up, I was the one suffering all the time until I learned that I was actually suffering more by keeping the love dimmer down the whole time. And when I figured out how to turn it back up and I can have love for other human beings, I can have compassion. I can feel for them. For instance, these guys are having terrible time. Sure. I still have the conditioning that's still in there, but I can bypass it and realize, no, they just, they just need love just like any other person. The, the love is, is, is a confusion for for many people. So I'm going to share an experience that I had, and I think this might help your listeners, Mm -hmm. because I think it's not a female or a male trait. I think it's a human trait that we're not allowed to have. And it was shown to me through my spiritual guidance. And I died. Okay. And I was at my memorial. And I was witnessing my memorial. And I had my spirit guides there sitting next to me, and I knew who they were, but I knew they didn't exist in the mundane world. And I was listening, you know, how people stand up and give testimonials. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was really frustrating <laughs> in the dream. I re- really, it really wasn't funny, but it is. Yeah. All these people were saying different things about me. They'd get up and say something, and I'd go, that's not me. And then somebody else would get up and say something, and I'd go, that's not me. And it went on and on to this ridiculous amount of time. And I was so frustrated, and I looked to my guidance, and I said, Lilith, why is it... You would have thought you were at a funeral for many people. Yeah. I says, how is it that no two people see me in the same light? (sighs) This is what she said. She says, it's because you, Dawn, neglected to give yourself the greatest gift of them all. And I went, what? Which is? Right? Yeah. Like... I'm, I'm, I'm looking at her, and I'm like, what's the greatest gift of them all? And she said, the gift of self-love. 
We can't understand love until we have a love of self. My job is to get people to fall in love with themselves. I'm really good at it. And I really like it. And I feel really blessed to be able to work with people that are ready to help them find and fall in love with themselves. So we experience multitude of loves. But the, the most amazing thing that I have... So I made a promise to myself from that day forward, for as long as I have to live, because I had become a masterful, understand what I'm about to say, chameleon. I could become whatever you wanted me to be, Mm -hmm. but I never let you see me. Anybody else listening to this? Because I guarantee you, there's a lot of really good chameleons out there Uh that just can shapeshift like there's no tomorrow. And I realized I had become a masterful chameleon. So much so, I forgot where I was. Yeah. I forgot about me. Who's Dawn? Who the heck is Dawn? So I made a promise to myself. And when I make a promise to myself, I never go against my promises. It's an integrity thing. And I said, for as long as I have to live from this day forward, I will now spend it getting to know me. I want to know my fears. I want to know my weaknesses. I want to know my angers. I want to know my insecurities. I want to know and I want to accept this. And something profound began happening to me. My warrior, and I was, they, my nickname on the streets was Wildcat. I'd just as soon scratch your eyes out as to have a conversation with you. I had a huge sword. <laughs> so I took the time to get to know me. And this is what's happening with people now, Tyler. This is what's happening with you. This is what's happening with everybody around us. It's like people are waking up. This is what waking up means. Who am I? Why am I here? Y'all should be asking yourself that question. No shit. Yeah, what are you doing? I, I said this before. I said, you ever sit there and while you're you know sitting in traffic? You ever go... What is this place? What am I? What are we doing? Right. What, like, what am I? Right. And why did I come here? Right. Because we are here for a divine reason. And at a time that what we are witnessing in the world is unprecedented. Nobody knows what is happening because we haven't experienced anything like this in the history of known of mankind. Mm -hmm. And so we're being given a great opportunity. And my job is to help people not waste it. Not waste it. Don't waste this. Buck it up. And I mean buck it up in a way that's like give yourself a break. Give yourself a hug. Cut yourself some slack. Shut that fucking mind down for a moment. Mm -hmm. Do not let that inner critic be mean to you. Yep. We've got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Is this the age of Aquarius now? Yeah. I'm an Aquarian. Are you? My name's Dawn. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I shouldn't say most people because I don't know most people, but a lot of people, they don't even know what that is. What do you mean age of Aquarius? What do you mean age of Pisces? Or They don't even understand. It's really sad because really this is how we've gotten so disconnected from the heartbeat of the mother, the earth. We've become disconnected from nature. We've become disconnected from ourselves. The foods that we're eating are tainted. This creates more havoc with us, right? 
Astrology is your blueprint, blueprint from the moment you take your first breath. That's why they record your time of birth. So if you've never had your astrology done, I highly recommend it because it's going to give you insight as to who you are, even from where you came from, from your past life and what you're to be working on in this life. It's, I, I feel like we've been robbed of this knowledge. Num- numerology is also your birth date is part of who you are. It is a vibration and it can tell me where you're going in this lifetime. The elements that rule you are also part of your vibration. It makes up why you're, some people, you ever meet some people that are really focused on learning one thing in their life, let's use Einstein or Tesla, or, you know, their focus of, of, you know, what, what they had to do, you know, to, to create, that's all they did. Um, that's their, that's their high, high, old, old souls that are coming in to help us assist and change the world. But we're all that way. If we were all given the opportunity to cultivate what comes natural to us, imagine how this world would be. It would be a different. Yeah. It would, it would be, be a different beautiful. place. You know, it would, there wouldn't be so much um, restlessness, boredom. We're bored because we're lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't even know where to go. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we keep looking for something more adrenaline rush or more. We, we have forgotten stillness. We have forgotten our calmness. We have forgotten our abilities. And so... We, we take people into journey because we don't, we don't have 20 years to get you to get there. We, we're going to take we you to crash course, it. Yeah, right? crash course. You're going to crash, but we're going to be there holding you so that you don't crash. Yeah. We're not going to let you fall. You've already fallen. You've already done the dives. You've already carried the anger. You already are insecure. We compare ourselves to other people. That's so ridiculous. I just, but I used to do it too. Yeah. And I'll own my own crap on that. But I certainly don't now. I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like, I, I can't be the chameleon anymore. You can't, when you try to become insecure or try to be something someone else wants you to be, you leave a piece of yourself behind. Yep. Yep. Don't do it. Now you're going to come to someone like me who is an energetic healer, and I'm going to go digging for all those fragments of energies that you left behind. I'm going to go into your darkest, baddest, filthiest self. And I'm going to go, now let's turn on the light and let's see who really is the boogeyman. Yeah. And the healing is phenomenal because you're seeing it. I'm not telling you what you're seeing. You're telling me what you're seeing, but I can see it and I'm holding the space for it in a loving way so that we can become whole again. That is the enlightenment. What enlightenment and a spiritual journey is all about. This kind of ticks me off in a lovely, playful kind of way. Some people call it woo-woo, and some people are afraid of it, and some people want to say, oh, that's witchcraft, or that's voodoo, or oh, that's not natural, or oh, that's evil. 
It's the okay. devil's work. Okay, so let, let's be really clear. Since I've died twice, and I've been shown this several times in my lifetime, and I'm old. I'm not a young, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50-year-old. I'm in my 60s. Proud of it. Spirituality is the gift to remember who you are and have a relationship with yourself. And everyone who comes in is coming because they're ready to have that relationship. You started your journey because something in you awoken and said, I need to know more about who I am. Is that not a truth? No, that is the truth. So spirituality is not a religion. It isn't that we're getting you to believe in anything. We're trying to show you to believe in yourself. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. I've, I've, it's, it's me. It's my own. It's my own. What makes me not depressed? <laughs> what makes me not have anxiety? What makes me not frustrated? Right. And what makes me want to wake up in the morning and live a beautiful life? is me showing myself that there's value and beauty and harmony <laughs> and that it's all fucking magical and that I'm way more powerful than I was ever taught. Right. And it makes it awesome yeah. to be a human being and yeah. get to live and have the blessing to do a podcast and connect and, and energetically entwine with other souls trying. It does because it opens up your choices. Yes. You can choose then to say, do I really want to be mad about this? Do I really want to feel insecure about this? I mean, you know, we, we're not someone else. We're us. Which Why would we compare you- ourselves to someone else? And it's like if something like road rage, okay, this happened to me just this last week. <laughs> I'm on my way to Costco, which always puts me in a little bit of a bad mood because it's not my favorite store to go to, but I appreciate it. And you know, this this little old man mm-hmm. cuts me off and I started to flip him off and go, Jesus. And then all of a sudden I just I can't I hit my delete button. I yep. call it my delete, delete, delete. Mm-hmm. Just white light to you, buddy. Just I want you to get to where you're going safely. And I immediately calmed down. Because <laughs> I didn't want to put bad energy towards him yep. and have him get into a wreck or hurt somebody else. Right. That was my choice in that moment. And as you become aware of your choices in the moment as they're happening, you become the chooser of your battles. I'm not saying you won't ever have a battle, no, but you you can choose the outcome of the, this is going to go this way because this is how I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not triggered by the chaos. You're not in fear of the chaos. Do you think spirituality lets you kind of zoom out a little bit? I feel like... What, it's called meditation. <laughs> it, I feel like it's allowed yes. me to not be so caught up, up in, the, in the moment. Because it, you're choosing differently. It, yeah, it lets me zoom out a little bit and be like, dude, yeah. don't cry over spilled milk, man. It's all good. It's all good. Some people have gotten so addicted to drama. Now, if you're addicted to drama, you're probably not going to like me because I'm (laughs) going to dispel dramas because drama, it's like sucking the gasoline out of a car. You walk away exhausted. You, it's, it's. And some people, they feel that's the only way they can feel, or they've been taught that's the only way they can feel. And it's exhausting. Right? So the the saddest part of that, Tyler, is 
that they have forgotten what bliss feels like. And if you can be addicted to drama, oh, it's going to be easy for you to get addicted (laughs) to bliss. It's so much better. And then you have extra energy. Then you're supercharged because now you're taking care of your calmness. You're taking care of your nervous system. You're looking at yourself differently. So it's like we all have, it's, addictions are an old soul trait. We love our addictions. So you ask, do we zoom out? Yes. Okay, let me ask you a question. So when you're doing your, your foragery for school, yeah. you're in a different, you're, you're in nature. You're in the mother. Yep. You're in the mother energy. So tell me about it. Well, it's very calm. Yeah. Okay. That's the that's one thing. It's very calm, which I like because I haven't got to do a astrology reading or anything, but I have lots of fire. I think I'm a Leo Sun and Leo Moon. Ooh, a double Leo. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of passion. Oh, I have lots. Do you of know passion. where your rising sign is? I w- is it Venus? No, your rising sign would be like you know, Libra or something else. You're, oh, so I don't know. For, for those that don't understand astrology, you have a moon, a sun, a rising sign. Your moon rules your soul. That's the female energy in you. Leo. Your sun rules your ego. That's the male energy. Leo. Right? Yeah. Now, the rising sign is what helps you find the balance to connect the sun and the moon, together. the male and the female together. That's why you have a relationship with yourself. And so when you know the traits of those, so Leo is a very passionate, they're, they have a lot, their, their hair is very important because they have the mane, mm-hmm. but Leos also rule the heart. And um, so when a Leo is angry, run. they're broken and this is sad when you see an angry leo they're broken because then their heart has been fissured mine for 30 whatever 30 years or 20 years right it's really and and leos function from their heart to start with even whether it's an inch whether it's your your rising or your sun or your moon but you've got a double so you had to find the repair for that in order for you to function for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt was I don't have a choice, man. I'm miserable every day. I fucking hate everybody and everything. Yeah, I don't that's care. That's a horrible place to it be. It was terrible. Yeah. And it's and, and that and that will take you into depression too. Yeah. And and you know, I mean there's there's understandings that unfortunately, you know, people don't have access to this, you know, but just go into any spiritual store, you know. Um they'll have a list of people. You do want to be careful. You want to make sure you go and have an astrology reading with somebody that understands astrology and does a really good job. Um in the Seattle area, you know, I would probably say probably one of the best astrologers is Rick Levine. And you can actually hear him speak even, I th- and I'm, I'm plugging him without him knowing it, but he speaks at Soul Foods in, in Redmond mm. often. 
and he's quite wizardly and he's funny, but he really knows his astrology. And so I tell people, look, you you really want to have somebody that has an understanding because they're going to see you and they're going to help you. When I first had my astrology reading done for my first time ever, the very things that I the very things that I did not like about myself, I found out in my astrology reading were my gifts. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> how ironic, you know? Isn't that, like, isn't that kind of how it always I, seems to work out? Is like here I battled this, and I'm like, but. I don't have to battle it, you know. So they're very insightful. And they're, like I said, they're a blueprint. So you have, when somebody comes in on a double, that's that's a, that's a higher intensity. Um, and my astrology chart, I and your chart will make sometimes like a grand square or a multiple square or a triangle. Or, these all have meanings. And they're pointing you in a direction. But you've got to be willing to allow, this is, this is the big one. You've got to be able to allow yourself to have that worth, that self-worth, that abundance. You know, how you've got to give the gift to yourself and then it's going to show you how to get there. So it's not like you're working alone. It's just that we have been, this has been taken from us. It should be common knowledge. It should have been, it used to be common knowledge. Um, and it's just, it's been taken from us for control reasons. Yeah. Um, we need to get it back. But so you asked me, well, how does school, it feel? Yeah. How, and I said, calm. Yeah. And I, what brought the, the signs up is sometimes I feel like I'm burning a fucking bond, like a giant slash pile. <laughs> I start just... I don't know. I got this little fire going and it starts catching shit on fire and it gets bigger and pretty soon it's like, even for my own self, it'll be like, I need to put this shit out. I'm way, way too off balance right now. And for me, this is why Vanessa is so great for me too. She's a Virgo and she's earth and she grounds me. Very grounded. Yeah, I need her. <laughs> I need her because I'll burn a fucking whole village down on Well, you on love accident. the grounding energy. When I'm out in the forest, yeah. it's calm to me. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm not so manic or neurotic. I can actually like find some stillness. You ground. And all the time. And then also, I have lots of creative energy out there. I can just sit down under a cedar tree. Your passions come alive in a clear way. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So I go out there with the kids and, you know, we identify plants. We find out where the salmon berries are and the hazelnuts and the ferns and the stinging nettles. And we, you know, we connect with Grandfather Cedar and we talk to him and we give them our sorrows and Put our, we hug them, we do little bushcrafting, we whittle sticks and, and cook over the campfire, we make little benches, we've been doing uh, stretches in the morning times and nature walks and doing silent walks and see how many different birds we can hear. And when I'm out there, it feels right. So I noticed that this is for children. Yeah. Is there an age limit on the child? <laughs> Um, Can it be a 66-year-old child? That's funny you, you asked that because <laughs> I've actually had a lot more adults be like, so when can we come? Well, because, you know, it's like there's there's something magical about sleeping in nature mm-hmm. or even spending a day in nature. And even if you, you know, if you're into partaking in, in some of the medicinal medicines, there's there's it's a whole nother journey. 
um, I, 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 I was just asking because I, I'd, I'd like to go to forest school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like forest school. Um, um, because I feel like nature is, is we live in a, a beautiful state that really gifts us with plenty. Yes. But you can see where we're struggling here, even in our forestries and the trees and stuff. So, but when we go into nature, it's a grounding and it's a different kind of oxygen. A lot of people don't realize that, did you know this, that trees run the same DNA as we do as humans and that they bleed the same as we did? And if there was no trees, there would be no humans. I didn't know that far, but I do know how important trees are. And I do know that they talk to each other. They're conscious beings. They have, they do have blood. They don't have a heart like we do, but they use the electromagnetism. So here's a tool for you. And here's why the grounding works so well for you. And when I have, when I'm working with clients, even in, I'm a spiritual advisor as well, and I advise people all over the globe, uh, when your head is spinning and the OCD kicks in and you can't shut that shit down, it's like, it, it, let's say somebody's upset you and your head is just spinning in it. Yeah. You and I were just talking about this similar situation Yeah. when you got here today. Okay. Here's what the trees can do for you. When your head is spinning and you can't focus on what you're supposed to be doing and you've got someone else occupying your brain, they're vampiring your energy. That energy is now sucking your life force chi. Not a good place. You're not functioning. You can't get stuff done. Oh my God. It is, I do not like when someone occupies my headspace. <laughs> yeah. They're so harvesting. The tree. You can take that person or that situation, find a tree. It can be any tree. It doesn't even have to be the same tree. And you can say to yourself, I'm done spinning in this right now. And I'm going to put you in this tree. And just find a tree and look at the tree and put them in the tree or put the situation in the tree. You're going to forget about them almost immediately. Now it's going to come back. I, I, and look, you got to work the miracles. They, they're they're going to happen for you, but you got to work them. So you'll realize, gosh, my mind went quiet. I'm able to focus. But here an hour later, here it comes. Do it again. Yep. An hour later, here it comes, do it again. And eventually, by the time you get to the third time, it's gone. Yeah. So you do have to catch yourself. You can't be lazy, but a tree will hold all energy. If you have a headache, if you have anxiety, if you, if you have large inflammation in your body, go sit in the woods. Go sit next to a tree. Watch the headache go away. Watch the anxiety go away. Even depression. Mm -hmm. As hard as it is for people that are in the world of depression, depression is such a heavy area, heavy energy, and it's usually profound healers that get caught in it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't because know Because they're that. so empathic. They're feeling everybody's stuff, and they can't... They, All day, every oh, day for, for 50 years. And nobody's teaching them how to 
release it and nobody's teaching them how to protect it Fuck. protect themselves right so they're just literally swallowing down everyone's bullshit day day after day year after year until they're just so filled and they're so hard on themselves because they're they, the healer themselves you, you lose touch of reality because you don't you now don't know if it's your energy or if it's someone else's okay they're like human dumpsters so it's it's and then, then what do doctors do? You know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to go against the medical, but giving somebody Xanax, which by the way, they now know proves causes Alzheimer's, dumbs them down. It, it doesn't help you. It, it, it's, it makes it worse and it makes the weight even heavier. Yeah. So, but nature can revitalize you because we are, we're nature. Yeah, we are. We're energetic beings. <laughs> yes, we're having a human beings. experience, not the other way around. <laughs> right. We're not human beings having an energetic experience. <laughs> right. It's the other way. <laughs> right. So, when, but I'm glad that you say that because um, with everything being energy, we should be able to heal ourselves from virtually everything. It's not complicated. It's not. We we it <clears throat> it. it it almost annoys me. I'm like, one of the things that in my spiritual training th through my guidance is they're always telling me, keep it simple. Because that's the child innocence. And in the spiritual journey, we're going back to remember just how beautiful we were at the time we chose to be incarnated here. And even in your soul's journey. And it's, the child keeps everything simple. They live in the moment vicariously. Yeah, they do. Animals can relate to children and don't harm them, but they'll harm adults because, well, we're filthy. Yeah. We're carrying a lot of filth. That's why I don't believe that we were cast out of the garden of sin when we were born. No. I don't oh, believe gosh, that children are sin. No. 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 Well, we're, gonna, we're coming up here on an hour um let's go we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back and i want to get into some crystals and indigo children and oh, some fun. other things oh that's my favorite topic okay so we'll be right back okay guys we're back and while we're on break we started getting into getting into the weeds of things and i was like actually i <laughs> the stuff that isn't personal or, or needs to be kept confidential i want to have it on the podcast so you guys can can hear so I'm just going to start with things that I've heard from podcasts. For instance, I listened to a guy named Aubrey Marcus, and he's a pretty well-known guy. He's done many journeys. He's a, he's a famous person. Mm -hmm. And he has talked about like one of, uh, it might have been his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife was down somewhere in the jungle and attracted a like bad bad energy some type of demon on her or something of that nature and then i've also had friends ask me like i've heard of things happening mm -hmm. uh, you know the, this powerful thing i've heard of bad things happening mm -hmm. is this possible and my first take on that is with anything powerful 
whether it's good or bad, it can be used for both. This is, we live in a world of duality and there's a yin and a yang of everything. So I could use my jujitsu to harm people or I could use it to protect people. Right. I could use my firearm to do bad things and wicked things or I could use it to protect from wicked things. And I believe that the more powerful the thing is, the more the pendulum can swing either way. Sure. And that's why for me personally, my soul is trying to learn all of the powers that I can, but use them justly for the greater good of humanity so that I can help protect against the wicked, okay? But I am aware of when I do go to ceremony, the people there are going there to heal themselves Correct. of whatever it is. Yeah, they're being they're being called to it. Right. They're not nobody does it for fun. No, no. It's not a recreation. You can't become addicted to it. You're going to do some deep work. Yeah, you're called to you're it. You're called to it. Yes. However, we still come to a place with all of our baggage. Right. Now, is that only internal uh, physical things that you've encountered? Or could that be energetic things? It could be uh, something that wasn't yours that attached upon you. That I'm a, I, I, Okay. I grew up from the time I was little understanding about ghosts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Um. I actually still haven't got on to a podcast about all of my paranormal experiences growing up, Ooh. but I've been aware of paranormal activity since I was a young boy mm -hmm. and I'm aware of how it can happen, th ways that it can happen. It could be you got a new item from somewhere that you thought it was calling your name and you put it in your backpack and you brought it home and now it's next to your bed. And ever since you got that damn thing, life just hasn't been the same, but People don't have any idea about this energetic part to our world. Right. This is where we've been shut down. Right. Yeah. And so... And it, I, me being an energetic healer, I go into badass places. Badass places. I'm a badass warrior goddess. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it. I feel it when I'm here. It feels nothing but uh, amazing and beautiful and serene. It's, 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 it's confusing for a lot of people. There are bad... There are demonic spirits. Yeah. And there are good spirits. There are there are good ghosts and there are there are angry ghosts, depending on what happened in their transition at the time of their death, or are they caught in the realms? When people come into journey, um they do bring in different things. Um you want me to tell a story of what happened? Yeah. With yeah. with Austin. So we were doing a journey here, um, and there were 33 people in attendance. It was a large uh, Shipipo journey with um, Aya, and we had met this individual in Hawaii when we were journeying in Hawaii, and the shaman there sent him away because he had a demonic spirit in him. Now, to give you the understanding of this young man, he himself was not demonic. His parents divorced when he was 15. He comes from a prominent family. His dad was a doctor. And his mother became really involved in a church. And it turns out that the church was a satanic church. And because he was kind of like you at 15, broken over the divorce, and you're grieving. A divorce is a grief. He was in a weakened state, and a demonic being was able to attach to him 
and overtake him. And he knew it. And so he then went on a journey looking for someone to help him get the demonic being out of his body. So that is 100% can happen. And it did happen. And he came here. Uh, and we were being led by, by the master, um, and he knew that it was going to be coming out. He made us take everything out of the center and wash the floors with garlic, because the people believe that the garlic will ward off the evil spirits. There is a truth to that, but there's a stronger way to ward off the evil spirits, which I am going to get to here. The young man, as we went into ceremony, the young man went into the middle of the floor, and he started crying and thanking us and thank, thanking us for loving him, but then he switched into the demonic being where I've got you and I'm going to control all of you and you can't escape me. And we lovingly held the space until we knew that he was going to release. So I have a certain ability that I um, can do. It's called going into light body. And... What that means is I can take all the love of myself and connect to the global love of the universe, and I can send that love out to anybody or anything. So here's the truth, because I am an energetic healer, and I do it often, and I did it that night, that once we saw the demonic being coming out of his body... I can act, I activated my light body and I sent all the love to that being. And that being blew apart in gazillions and gazillions of bitty pieces because the darkness cannot live in the light. If you activate your love, not your fear, you repel the darkness and you've just protected not just yourself, but a whole lot of other people. We were able to get the demonic being out of him and he is such a happy, beautiful individual soul right now in this world. That's amazing. Right? Amazing. So darkness does exist. There are scary ghosts. I do help even souls that have committed suicide. What we forget is we do go through a life review and we have to go through that process over and over and over. So in Buddhism, they call it the hell realms. In Christianity, they call it purgatory. In my world, there are many different paradigms and many different levels, and I'm always trying to help people get into the light. So I go looking for those souls to make sure they're not caught in a terrible, dark place so that their soul can ascend. Um, it's not something everybody would want to do or aspire to do, and I get that. I'm, I'm a bit of an anomaly there, but... Um, it's, it's a calling that comes to me. And there's tools that can help us. We we'll talk about crystals. Yep. Okay. If you are drawn to a crystal, that crystal is, is gifting its energy to you to help you. And 
So when you buy a crystal, always make sure you get the name of it. You don't know why you're drawn to it, and that's the beauty of it. There's Mm -hmm. the innocence, right? But take out your cell phone and Google spiritual meaning for this crystal, and it's going to tell you where its power is and how it's going to work with you, and boom, if it's not going to be exactly what you need at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? And and so, yes, crystals are pretty, but there are some crystals that maybe aren't to be with you and you have to, you know, put them away for a bit. Also, crystals absorb our energy. They're living, breathing, you know, functioning, energetic stones. They work, they're in a lot of medicinal medicines. Um like, for example, um, amethyst. Yeah. Amethyst is actually known as the drunken stone. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can take amethyst, grind it down into a powder form. They did this in Greece. I think in the 1600s, when the water became toxic, tainted, poisonous, and so all they had was alcohol. You put the powder of the amethyst in the alcohol, and it literally dispels the alcohol so that you don't become drunk and it turns it back into a watery form. Really? Yes. Wow. That's why it's known as the drunken stone. It's also known as the protector stone. It will take negative hits for you. So in my earlier days, I always wore amethyst because I was new. I didn't understand energies coming at me. I always wanted to feel protected. Yeah. So the amethyst is a great protection stone. If you feel like you're getting psychically attacked, the amethyst will also fissure and break, meaning it just did its job. But also amethysts like to be cleaned. A lot of the stones do. Um, rose quartz, if you're wanting to connect more with yourself, rose quartz is the stone of love. It's the stone of self-love. It's Venus ruled. It's beautiful. Um, I, I, I love it. Yeah. So when you work with your stones, all you have to do to clean them, and I like to clean mine under a full moon because that's when the energy's at its fullest. That's why everybody says, oh, people go wacky under a full moon. Nope. <laughs> they become full in their energy at a full moon, whether you're in your body or not. And that's when, you know, we're able to see spirits and we see things differently because we're full. We're activated. We're activated, right? So that's a great time to just take a little water, a little sea salt, put it in, put your crystals in a little crystal bowl um, or a wooden bowl, something, you know, not metal, um, and let them sit outside overnight and clean them then they're good to go the next day and it's that easy and, and then and then it's revitalized and it's going to work now double for you and start all over again okay so that the the people who have crystals make sure that they're not just collecting dust in the in the shoebox under the drawer you know you got to you got to wash them sometimes it's you you do and but even if you know you, you, obviously you're sitting in my home so there's no place in my <laughs> home that you can't see crystals yeah <laughs> everywhere <laughs> but it also feels light in here right you know there's no heavy there's no heaviness it's and it's a log home yeah and it's a log home like you would think and not that it doesn't feel homey because it does feel homey and cozy it's just it's light i don't know how to explain it right so i i have a passion for crystals and you know i use them for my energy but when i and I go crystal digging in Arkansas. Oh, you do? I, oh, so all my crystal 
quartz crystals, yeah. I've dug. Wow. And so I tell people I love quartz crystal. It is my personal favorite. And everybody says, why, Don? Why? And I go, because it's the master. The quartz crystal has every color in it. It's when you when you hold it to the light, you'll see the rainbow yeah. in the quartz crystal. And quartz is in every watch it's in every computer mm -hmm. it's used it, it's it's amazing how powerful quartz crystal is and i tell people you really want to find a sense of yourself get yourself a little piece of, it doesn't have to be big get a necklace get a stone to carry in your pocket watch how your conscious level i'm a very adhd individual and i'm very dyslexic i can read better backwards and upside down than i can straight on but when i got a crystal i can focus like there's no tomorrow That's i'm just nothing wavers my focus and so i also tell people just play with the energy have fun with it don't get so serious don't take everything seriously let yourself have mistakes. Let yourself experience things as they come. But use the crystals for your personal purpose. Now, if the crystal instructs you to do more, you'll know. And that will happen gradually and it will happen naturally. Don't, don't try to force anything. Okay. Just lighten up with them. Well, shit. When we were here, uh, when I was here a couple of weekends ago, you, you gifted me five quartz crystals. I did. And want to talk about that? Yeah, let's okay. absolutely talk I, about that. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So okay. um, you go ahead. So why, why did you why did you gift me five <laughs> crystals? I did. I did. <laughs> I I told Tyler. I said you need to grid your home. When my partner um, and I would travel, when we went to you know Costa Rica or wherever we would travel, we would take crystals and. Wherever we would stay, we stay in Airbnbs because that was our thing. And I would ask the owners, can I set up a crystal grid on your property? And it takes five quartz crystals and they don't have to be big. They can be little. And what a crystal grid is going to do is set up a pyramid over your home and it's a protection. You, what you're doing is you're connecting your land and your home to the divine consciousness and you're doing it intentionally and so you take and you walk your property to the four corners of your property and you take remember you're going to set up a pyramid so you're going to just put them just gently below the earth and you're going to have them pointing towards the center of where they're all going to hit and it doesn't matter where your home is, and it doesn't matter if it has a home. It's just do it on the property. And, and it doesn't have to be to all places. It can do right over the house. There's no wrong way to do it. You just want to go to four corners and make a square to make the pyramid. And then you take the center, the fifth one, and you put it as close to the middle as you can, and it activates it. Mm-hmm. So if you've got neighbors that are loud or you've got people that are bothering you, you, were, you live in a neighborhood that's a little sketchy, you don't feel safe in your residence, you can even do this inside of a condo, inside of an apartment, you can go to the four corners of your, your apartment or condo, you can set this up, watch what happens. It is amazing because you've now called on the highest 
energetic source, ether, in the world to come down and protect you 24-7. So if people are, people will come and visit, you can't lie here. Nobody can lie here. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. the, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's the, it's a protection that that allows you abundance because it gives you peace of mind and it gives you a sense of security and serenity. And I recommend everybody set up their own crystal pyramid. You can get crystals for six for a buck at yeah. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon. You know, it's like go just spend a dollar and set it up and watch what happens. Um, it's really quite amazing because I gave you some. Did you set them up? Yes, I did. So I can't go my whole property because right. it's not really a square, but around the four corners and I put it in the middle. Yeah. And I have a, a lot of what I what I've been into this thing called electroculture, which I it goes into the ether and the life force energy of these men in the late eighteen hundreds who are exiled now for come for finding out these inventions. Right. That just like grounding, <clears throat> you can take copper wire and wrap it around a stick, preferably a stick that's from your yard or your area because it already holds the the frequency of, of wherever we're at. Like a stick in Kansas isn't going to hold the same frequency as a stick up here. So you right. find one right. from your yard, right? okay, and you put it next to your plants, okay, and you stick it in the ground and you wrap maybe the copper wire. Yes, or, and wrap it in a coil, in yes. a vortex. Up yes, into the sky. I am so into this right now. Yes. Right. Yes, and so I wrapped around all these coil sticks that I've put into the ground, and I, I think it is true. I think the it plants feeds next, the soil. It feeds the soil. It brings the magnetism back in it into because it. the yep. Rockefellers started using iron in the late fifties with big agriculture, and what we found is that the iron actually depletes the magnetism in the soil and with no magnetism in the soil there's no soil microbiome the mycelium right. dies everything dies the earth dies and because plants have blood like us and they're conscious living beings yes they but they don't have a heart and so the copper the iron the magnesium all the metals in the sap and in the soil there needs to be electromagnetism positive negative so that it can Boost the sap up and down the plant. Right. There's people now that I found out in Arizona who have pine trees that were dead for like 20, 30 years. And now they're putting these copper coils around and the pine tree is coming back to life. Oh my goodness. So people are now saying, well, was it dead or are these plants, conscious living beings, putting itself into a dormant, dormant state, state until the the proper whatever gets right. back to normal? Right. So I started putting this around and then I came across this other guy who is into... His thing is he doesn't like the 5G towers, the cell towers, and the radiation. Okay, the crystal grid will help protect yes. you with some of that. Yep. Yes, and so will the And the so will the copper. coil. Yeah. And so he started showing, I think I'm going to start doing this, mm. is he's taking 11-inch copper pipe, 1-inch copper pipe, mm -hmm. okay? He's taking... I have this book called Paramagnetism, and it's hard to find because this stuff is late 1700s, 1800s. The writing in it is 
very different than you know it's like the language is <laughs> yeah. different yeah but it interests me and right I feel but like we need it we the need old it. tools are coming back to life yes they're coming back mm -hmm. and part of my podcast we have to go back to, to the natural sources let people remember the forgotten knowledge it's yes. not new it's just yeah. forgotten yes so the copper then gets filled with a quartz crystal with the terminated point going up yeah just like you showed me pair or diamagnetic it's either paramagnetic or diamagnetic, which is like aluminum shavings or metal shavings. So I worked at a metal shop and I got gathered from the mill all these aluminum, a five gallon bucket full. Oh my gosh. And then you fill the copper pipe and then you take a resin, like a bond resin, and you pour it in there. And what happens is when all the copper and the, the shavings and the quartz get pressure put onto it, it activates... Um, at a higher frequency. frequency and then you bury it underneath the ground by these 5g towers you're that building a magnet yes yes and i'm not destroying any public land or nothing i'm just oh burying one in the ground and it's totally i have black hawk helicopters come over my house and i knew it was going to happen they i've been stop. watching those black hawk why well what i live nine minutes on? from here and I know. i've been putting all these crystals and tower busters and chem busters in the ground <laughs> it's, <you. laughs> it's me they weren't there before up until a couple no, months ago we've been, i've been watching I'm like what is going on with these black hawk i don't know i can't say for sure it's for me all well, i they, know they do hover over your land i watch them right from my there. property yeah and so i don't know but i know that this is doing something interesting it's doing something and can we build one of those and bury it on my property yes, yes. okay we're gonna do that yes i have i have a bunch of i have, probably have like 10 or 11 hollow pipes left so we just got to fill them up great okay and I, I think it, it, because what we're doing is we all know that the 5G, we, we know that it's, 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 it's really dangerous. Yeah. It's, it's nuking us. Yeah. We know this. And that's why I tell people, I go, don't put your phone on speakerphone. Don't, don't put it up to your ear. Yeah. We know brain cancers are high, breast cancers. Women, don't put that phone in your bra guys don't put that phone in your pants in your pocket. and if you're good and you have to carry it in your pants here's something you need to know because my partner did his research on this faraday cage you can go to amazon and they have men's boxers and briefs that protect you they have that faraday cage on yes there. from the the, the UV. emfs yes and women, the breast cancer is not treatable. So you really want to be conscious of what your cell phone is actually doing. It's 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 dangerous. And when you hand it to your little children, it's it's dangerous. It is. Well, you're you're sitting in a microwave. Yeah, you're, you are in a microwave, and and it's it's really messing with our 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 natural magnetic field. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's really harmful. It's messing with like our cognitive abilities, Very our, much so. our motor yeah. function skills. When I go outside and I work outside, I don't take my phone. I take breaks from my phone. I don't need to be on my phone all the time. I don't, people can wait. Yep. They used to wait when we had a telephone. They can wait now. You know, it's like, no. Even when I was little, I yeah, and I'm not even very old. I didn't have a cell phone until I was halfway through high school. And I remember having a landline. Yep. And I remember my parents bought me this little 
green phone that they put in my room. I must have been like eighth or ninth grade. I had this <laughs> girlfriend. And I wasn't allowed to be on the phone past eight o'clock. Right? It was bedtime. I was that to rules. be in bed, right? And I remember like I would tell her, don't call me, but I can call you, right? Because she, she had different rules. Right. Well, I remember <laughs> I remember one night I'm talking to my girlfriend or whatever. Maybe we weren't even boyfriend, girlfriend. We just liked each other or something. And we're talking and all of a sudden, you know, if someone else has a landline in the house, they can get up and talk right on the phone. I hear my my stepdad and my mom, Tyler, it's bedtime. Get off the phone. Tell your girlfriend you'll see her in the morning at school. Bye. <laughs> that can't happen anymore. No. You know, how you give your own, your kid your own cell phone. Yeah. And not only are they frying themselves and not, but, but it's also... And the, the amount of dopamine, once we lose the dopamine, we can't get it back. Yeah. And so when you've got, you know, look, men, I think your brain doesn't get fully developed until the age of 21. I think women, it's a, it's a little sooner because of different hormonal stages that go on. But you see kids throwing fits if their parents, they ground them for not being allowed to play their video games because they become so addicted at such a young age. It's like, that's just sucking their creativity out of them. Yes. And and I'm not against it. It's just, it's just you've got to keep everything in a little bit of moderation. These tools are great and they help us, but be responsible and think of long term. You know, people are getting sick so much now and it's like we're being bombarded by it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially, um, let's go into indigo children. Indigo children. What is an indigo child? <clears throat> the indigo children are the children that are coming in. And what they are is, I, I love indigo. They've been coming in for some time. Um, Dolores Cannon really talks deeply about indigo children. And she's no longer with us. She has ascended. But she she's probably, I give her credit for educating me and, and many others. Yep. Even our school system now is educating differently. Indigo children are tactile. Okay. Hands-on learners. Yep. They're common sense. Okay, so they're, they're very, very, very artistic and very, very, very sensitive. Their sense of hearing. They don't like loud noises. They, they need more quiet time. They're more methodical. But what they... <laughs> What I love about indigo children, because really what they are, they're the new architects of the new world mm -hmm. coming in. Okay, they're they're coming in with a much higher DNA strand than the, than the average person that has been reincarnating for a few thousand years. So the indigo children are coming in, and they're 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 star seeds. They're they're highly highly evolved, and um, here's here's how you know you have an indigo. Okay. This is really simple. Yep. So indigos are so empathic that they mimic us. So you have a child, right? Yeah, I got three of them. Okay. Give me the name of one of them. My stepson's name is Vincent. Vincent. Let's talk about Vincent. I'm going to check in on his energy. Let mm -hmm. me just get him here really quick. Oh, yes, Vincent. Vincent's a trickster. He likes to mm -hmm. play pranks. Yep. <laughs> okay. He is an indigo. Yeah. So if you get mad at him, he's going to get mad and use the same tone rate. If you say, stop it, Vincent, he's going to go, stop it, Tyler. If you say, 
Vincent, could you not do that right now? He'll say, okay, I'll not do that right now. If you attack them or you come at them, they're going to mimic it right back the exact same way because they don't know the difference. They're like, well, you have that energy. They have to match that energy. Okay. They're not doing it to be obstinate. They're not doing it to be naughty. They don't know the difference and they don't like to sit still. Their minds are moving at a different rate. They're just open, more open, and they're just, they're more observant to many different things. And so we do want to gently ground indigos. And one of the ways to help them, and especially if they're an ADHD indigo, like my children, um, ADHD is not a disorder, folks. It's not. Uh, and I'm not going to get into deep understanding on ADHD today, but a lot of indigos will have ADHD tendencies and they're just running a lot of energy. And the fastest way to ground them is to gently touch them on their hand, their shoulder in a loving way and lower your voice and speak really calm and watch how fast they ground that energy. And then they're present. You've got their attention if they can look into your eyes. Because yeah. a lot of times they don't want to look in your eyes, especially if they're in trouble. They're going to look anywhere but your eyes because they do not want to be in trouble. Yep. They don't. Yep. So they're the new architects coming in and they're doing things. They're schooling us right now. I really watch the children. I'm very protective of children um, because they're the leaders of the new, the new high vibrational fifth dimensional world. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're they're the new architects of the new world. <clears throat> I think that that's why the the government is trying so hard to weaponize children. The they're weaponizing them by vaccinating them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. <clears throat> and here's a, a prime example: some of the things that you just said, loud noises, want to be on their own, extremely creative, mm -hmm. using a different dynamic of their of their brain. Mm -hmm. These are also the same symptoms of of being diagnosed as autistic autistic and yeah. so once you get deemed this and yeah vaccines and whatever else it, it creates a huge I, detriment i recently heard dr judy markovich speaking she's she's easy to find um and she's very knowledgeable especially around the vaccines and stuff but she was talking about the antidote for covid mm -hmm. and she said suramin s-u-r M-I-N. And Suramin's been around for a long time. Um, they used to use it for like River Nile sickness, African blindness. But she was saying, and I don't know, I haven't done a lot of research on this. I just literally caught this and went, really? Mm. She said, one drop of Suramin can completely bring a child out of autism. Really? Yeah. So... I don't have an autistic children, but I worked with the developmentally disabled for years and really got to know their energies really well. Um, and I, their, their brilliance is off the charts. Um, but I thought, well, if that's the truth and it's that simple, why isn't it being given? Mm -hmm. Why isn't it 
common knowledge. And these are the kind of things that this type of information is coming out, but we've put so much of our loyalty and trust into the Western medical society, but we're starting to realize, you know what? This is making us sicker. Yeah. People that are getting themselves off of meds are waking up and realizing I didn't, why was I on all of these, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, we're having to go back to more natural forces in the new higher dimension of the new world. I have been told through my spiritual advisors um, that are in the realms that all the medicines will come from the earth because those are the only medicines that can actually heal us. I agree with that. And so I'm now growing herbs. I'm collecting herbs that are from other countries. And, you know, because not everything grows here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think this is part of our awareness. It's like I'm building my own little pharmacy Mm -hmm. of just knowing I've got that and learning how to store them and take care of them. And even essences, flower essences are very healing you know, this is a time to be harvesting your flowers and letting them have sun baths and making essences. All that's very important yeah. because we're going to need those. Those are the those are really the medicines we're going to need in the newer, higher dimension. I totally, I totally agree. I'm I'm doing all that as well. That's another thing that happened at one of my ceremonies was understanding the plants as an ally, right? Rather than just like walking by them as not necessarily garbage or anything, just it it was like I just didn't observe them. I didn't pay attention to them. I didn't give them any thought. And then I understand the healing that had happened through some tea I drank a couple nights and was like, wow, there's some really powerful stuff to this. Tea is really, really good for Um, us. You know, I've smoked cannabis forever. It helps ground me. It helps my, I don't know. It helps ground me, I feel. I Cannabis is really, you know, I used to um, bartend because I wanted to do something for fun and kind of give back. So I, I bartended at the VHW Hall, mm-hmm. VFW Veterans Foreign War Hall in, in Renton. And... A lot of our military have post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And, and they have trouble sleeping. And so I started... <laughs> I won't get in trouble for this. but <laughs> So I started baking cookies for them. Yeah. And um, sharing them with them with the cannabis I'd grown myself. Mm-hmm. And I would bring them in and... Um, I said, yeah, I was careful with it, and, and it was allowed, and they knew. Yeah. But what was amazing is watching the transformation with them and how they, they literally would come to me and say, you saved my life. <laughs> like, mm. No, you saved your life because yeah. you chose to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just made it for you. Yeah. I'm just the tool. You use the tool, not me. You know, I am a healer, but... I'm not healing you. I'm assisting you healing yourself. I work with you to heal yourself. And so I want people to take responsibility, but I believe that's when I, I saw with my own eyes how profoundly different it was 
helping with post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And um, I highly, highly, highly recommend. And if someone's listening, they do have post-traumatic stress, here's how you start. You start small. And get a really good CBD 50-50 blend. And don't eat the whole thing. Start with a chocolate because they're good. And eat a quarter. Yeah. Let, let CBD does really good in cannabis when it builds up in your system naturally, slowly. And so I highly recommend it for people that are, you know, ha- even... If you're having body aches, you want to get a really good indica. It helps with inflammation, right? Yeah. Um, a sativa is obviously, that's what we would probably smoke when we go walk, do do, do your do forest, forest school. school yeah. Just have a little, little sativa because it, it gets your Ooh. creative juices flowing. When I paint, you're looking at my paintings in yeah. here. And I like to paint mandalas and I like to plant paint on wood. And I will do a little of my sativa and uh get lost in my own world for several hours and i actually enjoy it and what you're doing is that is a meditation and you're feeding your soul and you're rejuvenating yourself it's good it's good good i love it i love it it's not for everybody you know and different medicines call different people and so i'm not you know plugging it i'm just for because i don't do that i'm like look you know don't try it my way try it your (laughs) way you gotta figure it out for yourself Right, but it, it's 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 here, and it it's it's called the mother plant for a reason, and I don't even believe they've found all the things. I have a friend who has um, Parkinson's, who shakes really bad. You give him one drop of that, and it stops immediately. So you cannot tell me that this is not powerful medicine. Yeah, and it comes from the mother plant. Yeah, all these plant allies that are deemed bad juju, right? You know? And it's like no, and and even take <clears throat> those ones away. How about mint? You know, mint grows in everyone's mint yard. Clover grows in everyone's right? yard. The right? dandelions, right? The, the these the, are they call them weeds, but they're some of the most profound healing modalities that we have right in our yard. Yep. And we're putting chemicals on them to kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 craziness. It's preposterous. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then here, for me, it's like here I am in my mid thirties, learning all of these things. I was told, Don, when I was little, that dandelions were poisonous, and if I, <laughs> if I eat them or chew on them or anything, that you know, I could go to the hospital. Yeah. And then I find out, no, they make dandelion teas and wines. and Dandelion's and actually good for even clear, cleaning our blood, you know. So dandelion tea, nettle tea, really good. People who have been vaccinated, really good for them because mm-hmm. we're finding problems with the blood. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. these are medicinal medicines. They're all around us. We're plentiful. We live in a state, white pine needle tea my daughter got covid and um she was vaccinated with the moderna i believe and um my son took the j and j and she caught covid and on the plane coming back from hawaii and she was on her way here and she goes should i turn around and go home and i went no keep coming 
literally in 24 hours, I gave her the tea, white pine needle tea, the best place to get it. It's on Itsy. It's it's cheap. We yeah. live it in a, we have it abundant. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's already bagged. It costs $9. You get a bunch of bags. You want to have it on because as soon as you start to feel funky in any way, you brew yourself a cup of tea of white pine needle tea. Take a little bit of Manuka honey. Scientists have thrown every bacteria known to mankind at Manuka honey. Yeah. It's only grown Manuka plants in New Zealand. It kills all bacteria. You just need a little bit, a little quarter of a teaspoon, put it in there, drink it. You're going to sweat like a pig while you're <laughs> sleeping, yeah. but you're going to feel great the next morning because it will literally throw COVID into a dormant state. Don't believe me? Just try it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Hmm. And so I tell people, you can't go buy that in the store. So you want to think ahead and you want to get that ordered so that you have it because you want to catch it right as you... St- if your throat even scratches, drink a cup of that tea. Yeah. I, it's like, uh, I supply people with it. Here, take this. <laughs> right? People call me when they get sick. And I'm like, okay, I got this and this and this. I'll get it to you. <laughs> Some, someplace I was seeing was saying even the cedar. The cedar's really powerful. Cedar tea. In cedar tea, you do want to be careful with it. Um, so, because there are, you know, different levels with it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't have experience with that. I yeah. would, I would have to reach out to somebody that had the experience with yeah. that. So yeah. you do want to talk with people that know their stuff. Yeah. I mean, the plants can be dangerous to you too. They if, can. If, and so you want to be careful. Right. You know, don't, don't make yourself a human guinea pig, but yeah, I go to tea stores. Like I love my little tea store right here in little little Stanwood, uh-huh. right? Yeah, she's got all these teas. Yeah, teas. I go cool. buy my teas and make my own cacao with cacao ceremony, and oh my gosh, they're lovely. I love cacao. Heart chakra opening medicine. It is, huh? Yes, very powerful. And it's like that's just chocolate for most of you. You know, it is. It is. <laughs> it's really good. Though. It is, really and good. you feel really good. And you just feel so blissful and loving, you know. That's so nice. it's it, there. It's it's a dessert that used to be used really heavily in the 15th, 16th, 17th century. And as then they wanted to switch over to whatever Hershey's powder, Nesquik powder, <laughs> you know, a bunch of not food. Well, is there any topics that you want to 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 talk about? You mean that we haven't already covered? Yeah, yeah. or that you want to go into more? Um, I don't think so. I think we've covered everything. I think I think though, if, you know, for people who have you know endured listening to us chat on today, we've covered a lot of topics. I think the biggest thing that I'd like people to know right now is you're not alone. I know that people are waking up, and they feel very very alone, and they might not know what to do there's you know people are not sleeping they're feeling changes in their body as these magnetic fields are hitting us we're getting hit even as we speak and these are x flares that are hitting the earth what they're doing is they're awakening dna that has been dormant in us for thousands of years so that junk dna is now becoming important memory DNA. And so what's happening with people right now is they are waking up. Your dreams are becoming lucid. Don't be afraid of them. 
And don't be afraid to reach out because there's a lot of us around that are, we're happy to help you and you're not alone on this. I don't know. Have you come? I, I notice a lot of people, they, they're kind of afraid or they don't know where to go or yeah. they hide it or, the, the, you know. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are still very worried about what the world is going to think of them when they start speaking what they truly believe. And the, the, the answer to that is, you know the truth. We all know the truth in our heart. And it doesn't matter if, if it's me versus 8 billion people. The truth is still the truth. It is. I always tell people, don't worry what the world thinks of you. No. Think about what you are doing for the world. I agree. And then I have this famous saying that I tell people. If you hate me, I'll forever be in your mind. If you love me, I'll forever be in your heart. The choice is yours, but I got you either way. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love that. I love that because that's the truth right there. And when you get stuck in someone's mind or someone gets stuck in my mind, we went over that, right? We went over it because it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It, there's no place for it. And so it's like, you know, we're, we're at this wonderful time now. You know, I've been on this journey for a long time. And when, it, when nobody was really doing it, it was hard to, you know, get information, you know. Um, now it's plentiful. And listen, if it feels right for you, then that's where you're at. But expect change as you grow, because look at you, Tyler, and I've watched you over the course of the last year, and you have literally come out of the cocoon. It's weird. It's great. It is great. It is great. It's It's a weird great. It's weird because it's, I just couldn't. I couldn't have ever expected this. This isn't if you would have asked me any time in my life if I would foresee myself being in this position or or state of mind. Right. It, I wouldn't have been able to. And so it's weird to me because it's like blindsiding out of nowhere. Boom. This is how your life's going to be from now on. And I don't regret it. I love it. It's great. It's just sometimes as you know, but your your monkey m- mind wants to wrap its. We were trained to do that. We were trained to give up our power, and and our greatest power is love of self. When you know how to appreciate yourself, you appreciate everything. But not only that, you can dispel dark energies. You can dispel the dramas, and hopefully, people listening today get this because i know i i've proved it not only to myself but i've proved it to other people as well by just working with them it's not look it's not something you have to buy it's Mm -hmm. you can't be lazy you have to want it you have to want yourself and the more you want yourself and the more you go and do the work the funner it gets. Yeah, the better life is. <laughs> the mu- it's much better than it's ever been. It's so much better. And that doesn't mean that shit doesn't happen. Someone oh, just shit's broke my window happen. the other day at the river. Right. But the thing is, is I didn't. I took everything out. 
Vanessa told me to put everything in. She has the premonition, you know. She's like, uh, we're not going to leave that in your wallet in here today just in case someone breaks into the car two hours later. And she's like, well, good thing we have your wallet in here. Yeah, don't she's have really wise. Oh, I know she yeah, is. She's really listening to her intuition. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, shit still happens. Shit does still happen. But again, if you're, if you're in a place where you're receiving, because love is receiving, Look, most old souls are givers. We're not comfortable with receiving. Mm -hmm. I had to learn. I Oh, oh, that was one of my hardest battles because I just wanted to give everything to everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. no, no, I don't need anything. No, no, I'm fine. That is not a truth. Yeah. I mean, I was lying to myself, lying to myself, lying to myself. And when I finally, I realized, oh my gosh, my sacred feminine, my goddess, she is starving for love and attention. I've got to let people give to me because that's their way of showing me they love me. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to receive it. So Look, the school teacher takes those apples, even though she's allergic to the apples, and she puts them in her drawer. But she doesn't throw them away. She takes them home and gives them to her horses or her pigs or whatever. But she still receives the apple because she values that the student is giving showing her love back now that is wisdom yeah so we have got to let people do for us to let the love karmically this is good karma folks this is karma karma is when you let when you give love to others you have a spiritual bank account and if you don't let people give back to you you are stopping their growth and your growth because you're not receiving. We live off of giving and receiving. That is a natural full of life. But as as old wise souls, we shut that down because we, well, I'm going to say it. We decided to become saviors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we are not. I am not a savior. I don't want to be a savior. We are not saviors. When you try to save somebody and you try to fix their stuff, their shit, their crap, they're going to turn on you. They're going to blame you. They're going to be pissed because you can't fix somebody else's broken stuff. You didn't break it. You can't fix it. So what we are is we're healers. We hold the space. We're not going to fix you because we didn't break you. Only you have the power to fix you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, Kevin didn't fix me. Don didn't fix me. Mother Aya didn't fix me. I fixed me. You guys helped me. You showed me some things. You gave me some insight. You said, hey, listen here. This is what I see going on or or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, no, it's me doing fucking me using you guys as help. Right. And even when I'm working with somebody and I do intense healing sessions, they're a good nine to ten hours long and they're intense. And I am, I am telling the person, people come and say, you, you fixed me. No, I don't have the power to do that. I do have power to hold your energy. You fixed you. You did the work. And it's really amazing and transformative when they start to see that and own it and go, wow, I did do this. And I'm like, yes, you did. You brought it, you were ready, and you were ready to heal it. And it's a lot of intense work. And as an energetic healer, I don't talk a lot about my work, and it's not really, you know, a big thing out in the world. 
and you know, I don't like to talk about it a whole lot, but I do take people into a medicine place, not with, with Aya, with a different medicine. And, um, so that we can blow your heart chakra open so that you can begin to look at your demons, your fears, energies that you're carrying that never belonged to you because it's a transference of energy. We just had an experience of that a week ago here, and I explained to everybody this. We all witnessed it, the person involved, and she became fearful because she took a transference of energy and carried it through (laughs) into ceremony, and it did not go well. And because she had forgotten, wait a second, this doesn't belong to me. And she could have easily dispelled it. And even she said, oh my God, this makes perfect common sense. So we're all learning this right now and we're learning the healing. Only you have the power to heal yourself. Don't let anybody take that power away from you. And it's okay to be skeptical. Yeah. Because if you're working with a healer that hasn't healed themselves... You're working with a broken healer. You may get some broken fragments. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. If you want healing, here's something I've said to some people. I said, look, go. If you feel the calling, then that's the calling. When you go there, go figure out who's going to be your uh, you know, journey guide. Who's your chauffeur on this this journey that you're going to go important. on? Look at this man or woman in the eyes. Mm-hmm. ask him some questions why it's, do you want to do this mm-hmm. why do you why did you pick this right get the feel feel the energy if yeah. at any time it's you're, important i think so and if at any time you're feeling like something's off go somewhere else go find somebody else save it for another day rain check however if you feel like i think this i think it's gonna work Say yes. Mm-hmm. Trust your intuition. Trust your it. mind goes fucking wild in these unknown, unfamiliar times. Our trust times. is so broken in us, Tyler. It is. I will tell you, it took me 10 years in my spiritual journey just to heal my trust. So here's what I'm going to sum up of 10 years of me figuring this out. I'm going to sum it up very simply for you so that you don't have to struggle 10 years to get there. When we begin the journey of self, the first thing we're going to begin is the world of trust. That's the most fractured thing. It it starts from the day we're born. And we're taught all kinds of crazy stuff that, and and not allowed to do things and told that dandelions are poison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's learning to trust yourself. And again, it's like, setting an integrity for yourself. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. But if you go out and you have affairs, expect that all the relationships that are coming your way are going to cheat on you as well. Because what we create in our lack of trust persists in our reality. Yep. That's what I learned. I learned that the reason I kept dating people and had relationships with people that cheated on me is because I cheated on them too. Own it, own it, own it. Do not not own your own crap. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. The more you own your crap, the more powerful it is, and nobody can do anything to you once you own it. No. 
Nothing. No, what are you going to say? I already fucking said all the all stuff right. that I did. <laughs> and if you, if you say any other thing, then you're lying. Because I already gave it all out, you know? <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. It's like, look, we're going to make a clean slate here. And if anything goes past this, right. you guys are the liars. Right. <laughs> right. Own your own crap. I certainly, I, anybody who knows me goes, Dawn owns her own stuff more than anybody I ever know. I'm like, yep. Because I'm like, whoa, this isn't how I want this to go. I need to back up. Yeah. I catch myself in it because I'm so in it all the time now. And I see it around others and I have a very good sense of humor. I do not correct people. I do not tell you how to be. I don't want to. I don't want to, I don't want the karma. Yeah. If you judge someone, okay, whatever you judge someone with, you now have to live that judgment self. Yeah. So you might want to think twice before you judge people. Yeah. And if you did something wrong, okay, forgive yourself, but own it and go, whoa, I don't want to do that again. There's a humbling attitude towards it and it's powerful. I, I think so. It's so powerful. Yeah. Well, Have some I just wanted to get all that off my chest. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, we're at two hours. So, okay. Dawn, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was so a pleasure. Much. I'm glad to sit here. We could talk for all, all, all. For a long, forever. Oh my goodness. Forever. Thank you. Thank and it you feels for good me. to be able to just, you know, no phones, no nothing, sit down at a table yeah. and talk for two hours. Yeah. So, Thanks for sharing. It. Hopefully they me. enjoyed it. We gave them a lot of tidbits. Oh, so thank it. you. They'll love Bless it. Bless your heart. All right, guys. Bless all you. See you next week.